Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Still Spinning Podcast. This is your free spin for the first week of June. Now, this is the last regular free spin, we'll say. The last regular free spin. For Patreon members, you will be still getting bonus content. You'll get bonus spins. But this is going to be the last, like, general free spin for at least a while. Maybe we'll pepper one in every now and again just to keep folks interested. But just want to let you know. But Patreon members, don't you worry. You're still going to get your bonus content. And really, you can sign up through Patreon or Spotify. Uh, and the low level, the lowest level is the five ninety nine a month, and that will get you all of the uh, all of the bonus episodes, so. all the bonus spins. But my name is Nicole. I am joined by Dan. We are here with our free spin. Dan, you came across an interesting well, you subject. Know, Nicole, I'm a, I'm a big reader of the Wall Street Journal. I'm always looking for stock <laughs> tips and I, you know, ways yeah. to improve my portfolio and sure, sure, sure. so on and so. I think portfolio. I can't get away from my trapper keeper. Like every time really? I every time I hear somebody say, "Well, how's your portfolio?" I'm like, "Well, you know, I had one in eighth grade and it was it was pretty good. Uh, I liked it." Yeah. Uh, did you have a trapper keeper? Oh, heck yeah. yeah. I had many a Trapper Keepers. Yeah, I remember year. for a while they came back fairly recently, yeah. like probably yeah. within the last 10 years they came back, brought back a lot of memories. I feel like that was a big scam to like get us all like organized, like make you go, now this is what work is really like. Because, you know, in school, when all of a sudden you had to start like carrying your different folders for different classes. I mean, I feel like mm-hmm. that was just a one big scam to go, here's what here's what's going to be like when you get out of school. Yeah. You know, so, anyway. So, so get ready for the real world and all the organizational tools you'll need. Although a lot of people have failed that. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, so the story that I came across in the Wall Street Journal was a story. The headline is this: "The Complete Guide to Haggling in This Economy." From cars to hotels to medical bills, the cost of things we purchase every day is more negotiable than you might think. And here are the strategies for asking for a discount. And it goes through and, and talks about, um, you know, hey, so so lowest level, um, you can start with hotels. Like the difficulty of beginner, the difficulty degree, the beginner level is hotels. You can, for example, get like resort charges taken off and all this kind of, it goes through and, hmm. and explains all that. And then you get up into cars and maybe like mortgage rates. And so, you know, it, it goes up in degrees of, degrees of difficulty. But what I find interesting about this article is um, I I don't haggle with people, and maybe I should. It, it actually it bothers me if I'm haggling with somebody. I think because um, I well, I have a friend who goes to Home Depot, and he posts this on Facebook all the time. He will come home with three or four hundred dollars worth of merchandise, and he'll show the receipt, and he paid like twenty seven dollars. Wow. Uh, he has 40 Christmas trees. Like every year he sells what? all, he sells, he's like, Hey, who needs a Christmas tree? I got, you know, cr- Christmas trees for 20 bucks. Cause he goes in after the end of the season when they're on clearance and you know, they're like, let's say a hundred bucks a piece. He goes, Hey, I'll buy five of those for a hundred. I'll buy all five for like, you know, $150. And they're like, okay, get them out of here. Just get, wow. and he does this with a lot of things in the store. I think mostly like open box merchandise or, Sure. Uh, I don't know that there's a lot of leeway on new stuff, but he has no problem. He does this at party supply stores too. Like he will come, it's, you know, $300 worth of stuff. He paid $45. Oh my gosh. And, and he has the, I don't know if it's, it's, you know, the guts or the cojones. I don't know what you want to call it, but like he will walk up to somebody at a store and ask to speak to the manager and then haggle. I would never do that. No. 
Absolutely not. I am. I am not a haggling personality. It makes me very uncomfortable. I'm like, what's the price? Like, just tell me. I'm so bad. Well, I I knew cars, right? Like, I feel like everybody knows you can sort of haggle with the price of the cars. But do you? Absolutely not. Right. I'm like, what's the price tag say? That's what I'm going to pay. I'm so bad. I went to Iowa. My mom had knee surgery last winter, and it was after this giant snowstorm. She was still in the hospital. I stayed at a hotel, and it was a very new hotel. And it was, you know, I use Hotwire, you know, to get my rooms. That's how I haggle. I'll just use the website that <laughs> does the haggling for right, me. Right, okay. But so I go to this hotel, huge snowstorm a couple of days before, you know, nice rooms. It was really nice. Might have bought a bottle of wine and took it up to my room. I'm in the middle not, of the not night. Not that you're an alcoholic or anything. No, no. Oh, yeah. um, in the middle of the night, I kept hearing this like popping sound, but I'm a terrible sleeper. So I just assumed it was something in my head or whatever. I turn the light on in the morning and every piece of seam tape in the ceiling had drips on it. It was all soaking wet. And that sound I was hearing was it dripping onto the bed. So the entire ceiling, and I'm not kidding. I have pictures. The entire ceiling was dripping, was leaking. And I'm so, I'm so the person, I went downstairs and I like showed him the pictures, but didn't ask for any sort of discount <laughs> or to get the room for free. Nothing. Like I paid the price already for that room because I got it through Hotwire, so I'd already paid. So that's how bad I am. Like the literally the ceiling could have fallen in on me and I'd still be like, how much do I owe you? Here you go. So a couple of things. Hotwire, you know that like you're not getting the good rooms when you go to like you will get the room that has problems when you go to Hotwire. Well, hot- apparently hotels have a list of rooms that are sort of subpar, right? Like, really? Oh, yeah. Like, oh, this is the one where the tape is peeling off the wall or this one has like stains on the wall that we can't figure out or this one has, you know, the ghost go maybe ghost. I don't know. But like this one, there's the bathtub is moldy grout. We can't quite clean it off. Like they have an entire list of like rooms that are the subpar rooms are you kidding me no i'm not kidding you at all and when you when you use Hotwire or priceline or one of those other services uh you're getting one of those rooms they fill those rooms up with the people who have not paid the full price who have not paid the hotel directly because they make they make a lot less money off of you so they're putting you in those rooms now sometimes you know if, if the other side of the the other list is filled up they will start putting people in you know but those are the yeah that's 100%. And you're never getting a refund. If you've paid through Hotwire, the room could literally cave in around you and the hotel will not give you any money. And it might have. Like I was, <laughs> it it was, like I was, it was on the, pretty close. I was on the precipice of that. Yes. I, we use Hotwire literally all the time. I had yep. no idea. Yep. That's uh, So uh, that's just my, oh, because man. I travel so much, I will always say book directly through the hotel. And if you can get on like a, like a, uh, program like Hilton Honors or whatever and then try to stick with Hilton's you can well the deal you don't really get a super great deal on the hotel rooms Mm -hmm. but you get um you can build up enough points to where you can start getting a lot of free hotel rooms and then they put you in the good hotel rooms and you know you can get upgrades and all that kind of stuff but anyway that's if you pay with Hotline or PriceWire you're gonna you're not getting you're getting the lesser I don't know what the word for it is, but quality. Well, the the substand the the not quite up to our standards. We're not sure. quite in a hurry to fix it, but it's not a you know like the light like the the lamps are the lamp is broken the the um. It's not a perfect room. Let's put it that way, right? Like I if, genuinely had no idea. Yeah, that's how that's yes. If you book on one of those third party booking websites, that's what you're going to get first. Now, if those all fill up, 
then they'll start putting you in the regular rooms. But okay. Yeah. Now, do you think if you walked into you you've made your reservation at the Hilton and you walk in and you try to start haggling, they're automatically going to put you in one of those crappier rooms? <laughs> Probably. I'm sure that's the <laughs> right. other thing. Like if you if you walk in, like, hey, get me in a room right now. Yeah. Okay, sir. You bet. And you're going to go in. Click, the click, crap. click. Yes. You Here bet. you go. Uh, your room code ten C. What does that C stand for? Nothing. Nothing. Uh, 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 client appreciation room. Oh. Right. No. Stands wow. for crappy. Yeah. Um. I I, I can't I, go to flea markets either. Like, I mean, really? I can, but I'm not going to, I'm going to pay whatever the price that they say. I'm not, I just, I, it makes me so uncomfortable so to haggle. I, so that's it. So, um, flea markets where there's a lot of like artists and things like that. Mm-hmm. I'm with you. I cannot go up to somebody and say, um, oh, you've got $150 marked on this painting that you did because I don't know how long that painting took. I don't know. Sure. And so it feels, it feels rude to go. Hey, I'll give you a hundred bucks for that. Now, yeah. the the flip side is, I bet you there are plenty of artists who would go, "Oh yeah, I'll take a hundred bucks." Right? Like they're gonna, it's yeah. towards the end of the flea market. They're gonna take all this stuff down. Mm-hmm. Sure, yeah, I'll take a hundred bucks and get you know, I get that, but um, yeah, I couldn't do it either. It feels rude, and I think it feels rude because I'm in a business myself where you know, stand up comedy. I get people that try to haggle with me all the time. Sure, and sometimes. You know, if you're if you're if you're trying to book a Wednesday night in August, yeah, we can probably negotiate that price a little bit. But when you're trying to book, you know, a 500 person show the second weekend in December, right before Christmas, yeah, yeah we're not. I'm not. I'm not going to move off that. You know, off that price very much. Um, yeah. And sometimes people get rude without knowing they're being rude. And, oh, and sure. so, you know, to me, I say. So it maybe that's just because of what I do for a living and how you know how many times I deal with people trying to haggle with me. I also don't like haggling, and it would never cross my mind to walk into like a Home Depot, no, or a, or, or Target, or, or Target. And go, hey, I like those shirts. I tell you what, I'll take two of them if you take ten dollars off the price of each. And and who at the store has the authority? It's right. not like anyone at the checkout counter right. is is able to like knock down some prices. I'm sure the manager. Has some level, but probably not that much either. That's right. so interesting to me. And how annoying would that be if you're the manager, right? And somebody, oh, I mean, gosh. so you're busy doing all the manager stuff, and all of a sudden somebody wants to like talk to you about taking five dollars off of t-shirts or five dollars off. Of, like, why do you no get? It. And if I'm the person in line behind you, yes, like I'm not going to be pleased that you're trying to to haggle at Home Depot. Just get out of my way. Have a haggle line if that's yeah. how we're going to do things. Haggle before you get in line. Make right. sure that make sure that number is taken care of. Don't wait till you get up to the cashier and make everybody behind you wait. So I yeah. hate I hate like if something's not working right and there's people waiting behind me. Mm-hmm. Like if like I um I had to get a uh, ch- my chip replaced in my credit card because it was about half the time not working sure. when I would slide. I hated that so much that there were people that had to wait while I all right, let's take the card out. Let's rub the chip in there. Let's rub it on your jeans. Put the thing back. I hated that. So yeah. I don't I th- like doing that to people. I wonder how much of this, too, is just we're Midwesterners, and this is just kind of how we were raised. Like, culturally, like, we don't haggle a lot in the Midwest. We're very much like, what is this? Yes, okay, thank you. Please move right. on. Right. Um, so I wonder if, you know, if you were raised in the East Coast or the West Coast or somewhere else, how how much more comfortable you would be. I mean, some people love it. Some people, that's yeah. the, like, that's like a hobby for them is to, mm-hmm. you know, to haggle over things. I have friends that are like that. Uh, I am just not. And I will just pay. Even when I go to buy a car, 
the thing is, I don't know what the right price for the car is. And then, you know, right. the financing, if I already go in with my financing, which I almost usually do, and they hate that because oh, they yeah, make they a lot of money off of the financing. But like, uh, so I don't know what the right price is, right? But I also have friends that will walk in and go, hey, I'll pay you, you know, 18300 for this, and I already have my financing. And they're like, no, we can't do eighteen. No, we'll do nineteen five. And like, uh, eighteen six. Like, I don't know what the, like, well, do I don't start? know what the right number is. I don't know yeah. if I'm getting a deal or not. Right. So. Oh, yeah. I The last, when I bought my car, which was many years ago, we were still on the air. That's how long ago. Wow. Um, I bought my car. I went in and, you know, they tried to sell me on the financing. But the way that the guy did it was so condescending. And I, I walked out. I went to my own bank. I got financing and I came back and I, for, I lodged a complaint. You know it has to be bad if I do that because right. I am not confrontational. I will just walk out and be fine. But that guy really pissed me off. <laughs> but, yeah, I should have done that ahead of Although, time. Although at the car dealership, they probably got that complaint and went, all right, good for you. Way to push that thing hard, right? Way to Yeah, probably. <laughs> it's so. like it, 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 I wish I could remember specifically. I just remember it was very condescending. Well, it was um, a long, long time ago. So. It was a long, long time ago. <laughs> All right. So anyway, you can check that out. It's a Wall Street Journal article called The Complete Guide to Haggling in This Economy if you want to learn about some of the things you may be able to haggle on. Dan, you better send me that link. We'll it do. sounds like I need some lessons in haggling. Well, All for right. example, I pay. I, I waited till Wall Street Journal had a you know four dollars a month for four months thing. I so I didn't really haggle with them, but I waited until they had enough you know a price where I go okay, yep. So they haggled with me. Sure. Oh, I'll go. I'm all about a sale. Right. A good sale. I'll buy stuff I don't even need if it's on a good sale. No. Like, but look at it. It was so cheap. Yeah, Plus, I know. I need to, I need to, you know, again, I get, I, it's very worth the value for all my stock tips and my right, uh, right. my business news. And so I know mm-hmm. where to. Uh, so if you know the, if the market's bullish. Looking what, mm-hmm. yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. And looking what sectors to invest in. Right. And, all your uh, money. Yeah. Things like that. So. <laughs> oh, you're still spinning podcasts. It's mostly money. Qdoba and yeah. Starbucks. <laughs> That's where I'm right? investing most of my money right now. I get it. And yeah. uh, you know what? Those are solid investments. Right, right. Solid inv- Although I, I'm more of a Chipotle uh, girl, but we can talk about that another time. Yep. Yeah. Uh, diversify. Right, Maybe I should split it up. Do <laughs> diversify that a little bit. Absolutely. All right. All right. This has been your free spin for the first week of June. And again, the last free spin. Bonus spins coming for our Patreon and uh, subscriber level sponsors. Yep. I guess that's the right word. Sponsors. Sure. Yeah. Um, yes, but you can check us out. Stillspinningpodcast.com. You can get merch. You can listen to the full episodes that come out on every Wednesday. And uh, find out just everything you need to know about the Still Spinning Podcast. You can follow us on Facebook. We're on Instagram. Find us on all the socials. We will see you next week, everybody. Bye-bye.